Moncrief on News Talk. Gianluca Grimalda has spent the last six months on Bougainville in the Solomon Islands studying how climate change has directly affected the communities there. And understandably, he's not too keen to fly back given what he's witnessed. But his employers, the Kiel Institute for World Economy in Germany, aren't too pleased. They've told him that if he wasn't at his desk today, he's fired. Gianluca is still in Bougainville. Good afternoon, Gianluca. My pleasure. Uh, could you tell us uh, what conditions are like in the Solomon Islands in, in the sense of how it's suffering from climate change? Yes, I mean, I must say that uh, maybe the impact of climate change uh, um, has not uh, been that bad so far. Uh, actually, um, it, it's surprising. So where I am, at, uh, I, I stay, we stay at uh, five degrees south of the equator. And one would expect that the temperature is very high. Instead, uh, the, the average temperature, I would say, is mild. I've, uh, for another field work, I went to Colombia. That was uh, five degrees north of the equator, and it was uh, massively hotter than here. So in that respect, I think the Solomon Islands haven't uh, experienced the, the worst of uh, climate change, which is, of course, mainly has to do with the increased temperature. But on the other hand, uh, what they're experiencing is uh, sea level rise, uh, at a very fast level, because probably in addition to sea level rise, there is also a process of the land sinking. And so all coastal communities I visited had experienced, uh, had had an experience of relocation over the last uh, 10, 15 years, every community. And uh, if you go um, on the top of the, of the hills, uh, then uh, they told me that when the dry season comes, so when there are periods of drought, so these tend to be longer than before, and they lack food. So they can go days without literally having uh, nothing in their uh, gardens, in their allotments. And so they have to rely on um, yeah, gifts and uh, reciprocity norms from uh, their extended family, from people from other villages to survive. And is there anything these communities uh, along the coast can do to protect against the rising sea level? Um, well, what they can do is only temporary. So many communities have built uh, seawalls. So they are, um, yeah, walls made of stones or other materials that uh, prevent the high tide to come uh, inland. Uh, but, the, I mean, the highest seawall I could see was maybe half a meter high. So when the so-called king tide comes, that could be four meters high. So basically there is nothing that you can do to protect against it. Uh, the king tide maybe comes only once or twice a year, normally around uh, November, December. Um, uh, but, you know, th- this process of sea level rise is uh, relentless. Uh, so in some communities, uh, they showed me uh, areas covered already by 30 centimeters of, uh, of sea, and they told me th- this is where our houses um, and so when yeah, you have this type of uh, um, yeah, permanent rising sea level, there is literally nothing you can do. And in, in your work there, did it take you a while for local people to trust you and to cooperate with you? 
Um, yeah, it has been variable. I mean, I must say probably people on the coast are probably more used to deal with uh, yeah, white men, as uh, I always, all the times refer to. Uh, it is more difficult with the people um, living up in the mountains. Um, so normally my protocol is to go and visit these communities uh, once or twice before starting the research precisely uh, because I want to make clear what the research is about. And uh, yeah, the, it's also, you know, a, a sign of appreciation, a sign of uh, uh, regard for the community that uh, you find time to go there. Maybe you bring some uh, li little presents with you. Um, in, in, in the local culture, it, it would probably be uh, considered unpolite, you know, to, to just turn up and uh, run your research. And in some cases, I've heard some reports of uh, uh, anthropologists uh, or yeah, people working for, I don't know, the World Bank or these type of uh, large-scale organizations doing so-called um, helicopter research, helicopter anthropology. So they literally come down from the helicopter, they stay in a village a few hours, and then they go back to the helicopter and, uh, and they go to uh, the next uh, village. So this would be really a no-no in uh, Bougainville. Mm. And so d has your research taken you much longer than you anticipated? Yes, uh, it was partly to do with this fact that uh, probably I underestimated that uh, some communities needed more, uh, yeah, more, I don't want to say persuasion, but... Uh, uh, more time to build trust with each other. But uh, um, the main reason why the, my fieldwork took longer was that we were um, the, the the object of some yeah, <laughs> criminal attacks. So this had never happened to me in the in my previous three fieldworks. But uh, some armed bands of ex-combatants uh, stopped uh, our convoy once when we were coming down from a village and they pretended they they wanted they, they demanded a, a ransom for the release of all my belongings they had uh, uh, taken all my belongings with them um, and yeah, there were other uh, security issues and there was uh, yeah a volcano activity that prevented uh, us uh, uh, from visiting some villages so yeah <laughs> I think all of what could uh, happen did happen Yes, my word. That, uh, and, and was a ransom paid uh, to get all your stuff back? Yes, unfortunately, yes. I mean, n not so much. I mean, considering the value of the things that I had, I I got away with the 600 uh, euros, which is, of course, I mean, it's something that uh, is always bad. But I, I'm afraid I, I really didn't have any alternative because of going uh, going ask the police could have meant really that there would have been heavy conflict, armed conflict with some people die. Mm -hmm. And then in the local culture, I would be considered as responsible, even if I didn't materially carry out any of, 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 of these attacks, of course. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, in agreement with my assistants, uh, we thought that uh, yeah, the best way was just to to pay the ransom and uh, get on with it. Yeah. So, and you, but you've also taken the decision, and I assume this is informed by what you've witnessed, that you don't want to fly back uh, from the Solomon Islands. How long will it take you to get back to Germany? Yeah, everything being well, uh, around forty-five days. Uh, it took me 35 days to come here, but I took a plane in the last stretch from Singapore to Papua. Uh, so now, 
unfortunately, I must say, from my own perspective, I managed to find a, um, a cargo ship company that has accepted us to uh, take me on board. And uh, so, I mean, the most difficult thing is really to get out of this little island where I'm staying now. It's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, it's outside the main, you know, commercial and even uh, passenger routes. So I had to ask many, uh, many people before I found uh, the owner of a shipping company willing to help me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to uh, travel with the two cargo ships to get to mainland um, to the main island of Papua, and then from there everything will be easier because there will be daily transport by road and the sea to get to Indonesia. Then in Indonesia there is a ferry company traveling up to Singapore, and then Singapore Europe is something that I already um, traveled twice in the past. Uh, in yeah, the the, the transport uh, in Southeast Asia is uh, I would say quite efficient, quite fast, so I can travel relatively quickly from Singapore to China, and then I would enter Pakistan from the uh, close to the Karakorum um, uh, uh, range, uh, and then go down to uh, Iran, uh, and then enter Turkey, and then take a ferry to Greece, another ferry to Italy, and basically I'm home. Yes, the the uh, but your but your employers, the the Keel Institute, are, are they still very unhappy about this? Yes, I mean they don't object to me slow traveling. They object. To, they object to me uh, arriving too late. Uh, and I mean it is true that um, the original fieldwork was meant to end on the 23rd of July, and I was meant to return to Kiel on the 10th of August. Uh, but yeah, as uh, we had the chance to discuss before, I was uh, held back by uh, severe impediments. So I, I mean, I thought that. Um, I would get an automatic extension of my fieldwork given all of what had happened to me. Uh, but yeah, maybe there, probably there was a, some miscommunication failure, so I did not inform the people I was supposed to inform. Um, and so yeah, this is why um, there is this uh, heavy rift. But I mean, I must say that I, I still find it extremely unreasonable. I mean, I, I can see that uh, they are unhappy with me taking such a long time. Um, but, I mean, I find this type of punishment, uh, draconian is the word that a, a scientist, a climate scientist from the uh, International Panel of Climate Change uh, report um, wrote in a letter to uh, the president of my institute, uh, it, even accepting that uh, I possibly did something wrong. I mean, just losing my job seems really an extraordinary punishment for someone who, in the end, just wanted to, you know, limit his carbon footprint in a time of a climate breakdown and was too diligent in carrying out his fieldwork. Mm. So have you lost your job now officially? Um, not really. I'm, I'm still in a situation of limbo because um, I received uh, a first warning to uh, be in Kiel uh, last Monday, uh, and I wasn't there. Then I was expecting a second warning to uh, be uh, in Kiel, but that didn't come. Um, and But my salary has not been paid for September. I 
requested my uh, institute to pay my salary for September, but uh, um, nothing has happened to so far. So, yeah, I don't know what to say. So, in, in practice, I think I'm, I'm already fired. But uh, yeah, maybe may, it could be that the institute is uh, as surprised as me by having looked at the really planetary attention that my story has uh, has uh, originated them um, so i don't know maybe now they are rethinking um, their stance well uh, let's hope so and uh, have a safe trip home uh, dr gianluca gramalda thank you very much moncrief weekdays at 2 p.m on news talk